Welcome to episode 17 of the Rescue Summer Mindset Podcast. I'm Cody Wright. So today I have two topics that I want to talk about, and I might only get to one today, and I might save the other one for... I might just actually post the second one tomorrow. I might do an extra episode this week. If not, I'll, I'll post on Monday. So the first topic is going to be about a blog post that I posted on Saturday night. And the title of that post was, If You're Not Growing, You're Dying. And the real goal of the of the post was to talk about how to build habits, and not just habit building, but building habits in an environment that's going to be conducive to kind of maximizing your training potential. So a habit takes roughly 60 to 90 days to to form. And whether you're trying to form a good habit or break a bad habit, it's 60 to 90 days before you really have that habit solidified in your in your mind where it becomes automatic. And that initial period takes a certain level of discipline to kind of fight through the the that self-doubt in your head or whatever hindrance you have that's kind of keeping you from wanting to do that one thing. You have to have discipline to keep executing for those first few months to really get it down. But discipline isn't sustainable over a long period of time. It's sustainable for a few months to build a habit, but over a long period of time, you're going to start feeling breakdowns in your discipline and you're going to need something else. And what I kind of like to say is it's easy to say that all you need is discipline because we're always looking for that that one-stop solution where if you're trying to gain weight or like gain muscle mass it's like take this this is going to this is going to automatic this is what you need to build that extra 10 pounds of muscle that you've been trying to build but in reality it's not like that one pill or that one protein it's not the thing that's going to build those 10 pounds of muscle it's going to be maybe it's that maybe you need some protein but you also need to have a workout routine that allows you to build the muscle in the right ways without getting injured you also need a good sleep schedule so you're not sleeping too little and not maximizing your your muscle growth potential and here's an example an example maybe i'm sure you've heard of this guy jocko willink he's the retired navy seal and he's overall just a badass dude like i follow him i love his stuff i love what he talks about but his big kind of overarching the overarching like thing he talks about a lot is just having discipline like all you need is discipline to do x y and z and i don't actually agree with him on this and basically what you need is what i talked about earlier you need discipline but you need all of these other things and i'm going to talk more about those other things later on in the episode but it's easy to build a brand around hey be disciplined that's all you need. Like that sticks with someone like that sticks in your head. Like, Oh, Jocko discipline. That's what that's the, those two are correlated. And that's what he's about. That's what I need to do. But I guarantee you, he has moments in his life that he's not feeling disciplined, but what he's done is created this, this environment around his brand where he is correlated with discipline. Like they're essentially like Jocko and discipline are essentially synonymous. So if he wakes up one morning, he's not feeling like working out or like he always posts a picture of that 
his watch or a pull-up bar and like some sweat you know it's always in like black and white you know it's like no color but that's the environment that he's built around his brand that allows him to always do what he said he's going to do even when he's not feeling disciplined because there's no way he feels disciplined to do that workout every day or get up and get up at four or whatever every day like he's got that environment plus discipline and he has these habits that all kind of work together to allow him to project this image or project who he actually is you know so like i said it's always a little more complex than just being disciplined there's all these factors that go into it and another great example of this is boot camp so i'll use my example so i get to boot camp and i realize as i'm going through it that also before i go into this keep in mind that all these military boot camps are roughly 60 to 90 days so that's exactly how long it takes to build a habit um coast guard boot camp is eight weeks so approximately 60 days i think marine boot camp is like four months so it's a little longer but definitely enough time to build habits you know so you can think of good habit building and kind of maximizing your training potential in this is how i like to think of it in certain tiers so you have tiers of of structure so boot camp is the highest level of structure and within that level that high kind of rigid routine and structure the the power at b that wants to instill whatever habits that they want so the coast guard wants to instill certain habits in their in their members so in boot camp they have this prime opportunity to get everyone together teach them these habits you know you wake up you make your bed and a lot of this stuff is correlated to what you need to do on a ship to keep the ship safe and tidy so that you can execute the mission so you wake up you make your bed you brush your teeth you put everything away under your rack whatever you get your stuff out that you need for the day you go pt or do whatever eat a little bit of breakfast do some more pt go to the classroom probably do more pt then you go eat dinner or eat lunch pt dinner and then at night you find some sort of like extracurricular activity that the instructors or the the cc's have you do so that whole tier of structure in that rigid military environment is really conducive to building good habits and what they are trying to get you to do is take those habits that you kind of are that you learn through osmosis at boot camp and apply them to your job in the in the fleet and in the fleet the we kind of go down a tier in instruct in kind of rigid structure so you have some sort of military structure where you have to be at at work at a certain time and by the way this can all apply to a civilian job too so you can just kind of correlate the certain things i say with your civilian kind of routine daily routine so you have to be at work at a certain time you know you're gonna have to work for x amount of hours then you're gonna have lunch and then you're gonna have to work for x amount of hours then you're gonna go home so you still have a somewhat rigid environment where you can execute these habits and what i found was for the most part everyone was able to maintain 
at least on average, maintain the habits they learn in boot camp and apply them to their, their job in the fleet. So everyone was really, for the most part, keeping on top of their fitness. They were working towards advancement and they were executing their job, whether that be getting qualified to drive boats, fixing boats, or being a rescue swimmer. Everyone was really, everyone would get to work and execute on whatever they had to do. And what I noticed was, or as I spent more time on my, my air station and my, my unit as a non-rate at my small boat station, when people got out of the Coast Guard, I would notice that not all of them, but some of them would kind of, it seemed like they would kind of slack off a bit where they wouldn't work out like they were. They would, they were kind of just taking it easy, not doing what they probably should be doing to kind of keep progressing in life, you know? And I was kind of confused by this, I guess, just because I hadn't seen it before. And I thought that boot camp was this transformative kind of, or this magical like place you went and the Coast Guard instilled these habits in you. And once they're instilled in you, they never go away. Like, that's it. Like for the rest of your life, you're going to be able to wake up at 5.30 and work out, eat lunch or eat breakfast and work for whatever, however many hours you have to do and then be done and keep doing it. Like I thought it was just like those habits are instilled in you. But what I noticed was that's not the case. Like those habits eventually can be broken down and chiseled away at and eventually they can just go away and you can lose all kind of whatever that drive or those habits just go away and they don't come back unless you actively try to put them back in your life. And this happened to me too. So when I got out of the Coast Guard in the spring of 2017, that whole summer I I took off. Like I just went, I went on a trip with a friend of mine to Colorado and just went rock climbing for a month. I got back to Virginia in like July and I did a little bit of editing because on my book so I was like in the final steps of getting the, the book, The Rescue Summer Mindset out. So I was doing that. And then I was surfing a bunch in the Outer Banks in North Carolina. But other than that, I didn't really have a routine. I was just kind of like floating through the day, not really like having this set schedule and routine and these habits. So that kind of followed me into my freshman year, or I guess first year at the University of Colorado. Like I was really focused on school and I was getting my work done, doing okay in school, but I didn't work out like I used to. So my fitness fell off a bit. I was still rock climbing, but if you're just rock climbing, that's not really getting, you're not really getting any cardio in. So your fitness definitely falls off if you're not specifically training for something. And that's what happened. So that kind of continued on into the spring of that first year. And I was having fun, like I was enjoying it, but I, I definitely noticed that I was slacking off and I wasn't getting as much done as I wanted to. So going into that fall of 2018, I really kind of forced myself to follow a more rigid schedule because I wanted to, and this is kind of building that environment that's conducive to habit building. So I built up this environment around me where I became roommates with a a guy who was training to be a Air Force PG at the time. He's still training. I think he, he might want to be a SEAL now. But he was always focused on training. So he would get up at like four in the morning, you know, and he would like do his workout, do his classwork. Then he would 
do another workout a lot of times and then kind of repeat that. And I kind of did the same thing and set my schedule around like waking up at five o'clock, five thirty, do a workout or do some homework. And then I'd go to class, do another workout. And then I would come home, do homework and kind of relax towards the end of the night and then kind of repeat that. So I built up this schedule and I also built up my environment by living with a guy who was also pushing himself to kind of force me to instill those habits that I used to have. And, and I was able to kind of push myself to do that. And eventually it kind of that momentum built up and I carried that forward throughout the entire year. And even going into the, the fall of 20, 2019. So a few months ago, now I'm taking, I'm getting ready for graduation. So I was, I'm taking around 18 credits. I'm working on podcasts. I'm building, well, I'm doing homework. I'm working out twice a day because I'm training for some trail runs in the summer. And then I'm also doing Instagram posts, answering emails and running my training programs. So if I don't have some sort of schedule built around that, there's no way I'm going to get everything done. So what you need to take away from all this, this kind of rant that I went on is you need to have discipline plus a environment that's conducive to building habits. So your environment is how you structure, not how you structure, but the people that are in your life and how you position yourself throughout the day and whether that position is one that is conducive to building habits. So if you're living with people that slack off a lot and don't work out, don't have similar goals as you, you're likely going to kind of fall into the easier route. So if they're watching TV all day and like skipping class, like you're going to want to do that because you're going to think it's normal because people around you do that. So just keep that in mind. And if you want me to elaborate on that whole idea or you want to know a little more about it, make sure you go read the blog post and then send me an email or send me a DM on Instagram and I'd be happy to explain it further. So now I'm going to move into the second topic, which does a great job of kind of like piggybacking off of that whole first section. And the title, I think the title of that post was Developing Accountability. So if you go back in the the blog kind of archives, scroll down the page, eventually you'll see it. I think it was one of the first ones I, I put out in the fall of, of last year. So building or developing accountability is really central to building that environment that's conducive to growth. Kind of what we talked about earlier. So when I first got to my unit after boot camp, I was, you know, training to be a rescue swimmer. But out of the approximately 40 people that I was stationed with, there was nobody at the unit that was also trained to be a rescue swimmer. So, and I was also thousands of miles from pretty much anyone that I knew or kind of direct family and friends. So there was no one to hold me accountable if I decided to skip a workout because I was tired from scrubbing boats and cleaning bathrooms all day. So what I did at the unit was I established a series of basically basically rules, but I call them, in the blog post, I call them accountability hacks. And 
I don't know if I love the word hacks, but we'll use that because that's what I used when I wrote the post. So these are my three accountability hacks. And these are really important to kind of establishing and executing on your goals in training and in life. So keep these in mind. These are these are great. I still use these today for goals that I have. So goal number one, tell your friends and family your long-term goals. So if you want to be a rescue swimmer, if you want to be a Navy SEAL, if you want to be a PJ, tell your friends, tell your family, like, even if you want to be like an investment banker and work on Wall Street, like, tell everyone you know what your goals are. If you run into a friend around town when you're on leave, like, or you're at a bar or something and you run into him and he's like, what are you up to? Or she's like, what are you up to? Tell him, hey, I'm training to be a rescue swimmer. And if you're talking to your grandma, or your uncle, he's like, hey, what are you doing these days? Like, tell him exactly what you're doing. I'm training to be a rescue swimmer. And the more people you tell, the more it kind of gets ingrained in your mind that like, that's what you're doing. And there is some science behind this. This is like a psychological principle that humans kind of have adapt adopted over the course of evolution to kind of create a kind of advanced society. So it's this principle called the need or it's the need to be consistent in your goals or values. So consistency, I'll, I'll use an example. So we'll use the, the flat earthers as an example. So, you know, there's these group of people, like I'm sure you've heard of them, they think the earth is flat. Like, despite all evidence that is contrary to their belief that the earth is actually not flat, that it's round, they refuse to believe it. And this kind of comes back to this need to be consistent because they've publicly stated that that the earth is flat and that's what they believe and that's what this group of people surrounding them believes they feel like if they found some evidence that showed otherwise or like a lot of times you can even see this like on tv they'll like some scientists will go with them and they'll do this experiment that actually proves that the earth isn't flat they'll see the experiment and they'll still find an excuse to not believe the science that backs up that the earth is round you see this a lot of times in like politics too, where the Republicans, Democrats are debating on this one topic and some new science or new data will come out that kind of proves one side right and the other side wrong. But the, the wrong side a lot of times will double, double down and still not come over and kind of side with the, the side that's actually scientifically or proven right through data. And this is just part of that, that need to be consistent and, or the need to be consistent with your initial thoughts and your initially publicly stated opinion on something. And it really, the core at what it's really getting at is if someone is unreliable in their thoughts, if they say something and they do another thing, you're not going to want to work with that person. Or say, if you're living, if you're a caveman, you're not going to want to share supplies with that person because you don't know what they're going to do the next day so that's kind of what consistency mean that consistency principle that's what it's getting at so just keep that in mind tell people what you're doing number two is write down the workout you want to do the night before so 
this is something you can do for anything really. Like I do this now for what I want to get done the next day. Cause a lot of times, you know, right before you go to bed, you always feel so ambitious and kind of ready to tackle the next day. And I think if you're like me, you get to the next day and the second you wake up, you like get some coffee or you take a shower and then you're not feeling as motivated as you were the night before. Cause you actually have to go out and do what you thought you needed to do. So if you're not careful, you can fall into this, into this routine of kind of getting yourself ready for the next day, getting to the next day, and then not executing on what you wanted to do. And you, if you keep repeating that cycle, it's going to become the habit and you're going to create that environment around doing the wrong thing and not getting enough done. So if you want to get more done, get the workouts done that you need to do the night before, right before you go to bed, just write down the workout you want to do. Like you want to do a 500 meter warm up. You want to do this certain set of sprints. You want to do certain water confidence drills. And then after that, you want to go to the store because you want to get some really healthy food. You want to get some chicken breast, some vegetables, then you're going to cook them. And then maybe you have to like plan to meet up with friends that night, write that down too. Like you write down everything you're going to do the day before the night before, and then you execute on that list the next day. And over time, if you keep doing that, it's just going to become like essential to your life. Like you're going to do everything on that list every day. And if you're kind of like breaking down and not making that list the night before, you're going to feel bad about it. And you're not going to, you're not going to want to skip doing that. You're going to always do it no matter what. And of course, sometimes like life gets in the way, you can't always get everything done on your list. But on average, if you're doing that over time, you're going to get way more done than you would if you didn't do that. And the last rule is follow a workout program. And if you write your own workout programs, great. If you follow someone else's, great. But what you need to be doing is like you're writing down the workout you're going to do. So like if you're following a workout plan, you can just copy and paste it onto your, your list for the day. But if you're not following a workout program and you're just like writing a set of exercises to do the night before, like it's going to take a lot of time and you're not going to have the added kind of, you're not going to have, you're not going to be doing things that are conducive to improving your fitness in the long term. You're just going to be kind of randomly putting together workouts and hoping that eventually your fitness improves. You want to follow a routine. So like you have this 16 week or you have this 10 week training plan or this eight week training plan. And every day you have a set of workouts, you post them on your list, you knock them out and you finish that plan. And then you maybe you take a break for a couple weeks and you follow another plan. And like I said, if you follow someone's plan or you write your own, just make sure you have like a solid structure, like a few month plan to follow. And that, that ensures that you're, that'll ensure that you're accelerating your workouts at the appropriate pace and you're not getting injured by doing the same thing too many times because a lot of times if you're writing workouts every night you'll probably get comfortable doing certain exercises and you'll probably overdo them and eventually you'll hurt yourself so those are the three accountability hacks i encourage you to start those now like today start putting those hacks and implementing them into your life because you'll see huge returns to your fitness and just maybe your professional life whatever you're doing if you apply those to your life you're going to get better. So that's all I have for today's episode. As always, if you enjoyed the show, please share it with someone you think 
could use this kind of information. It doesn't have to be someone training for swimmer school or any military training. A lot of this stuff applies to just regular life. So if you <clears throat> know someone that could use some of this information, just, just send them the link. Also, if you enjoyed the show, go to the Apple Podcast page for the show. Leave a rating and review. And that's all I have for today. I will talk to you on Monday. Be good.